Welcome to the Daily Dietitian Podcast. I am your host, Stacey Mitchell, registered dietitian and personal trainer. I am so happy to have you here. My goal for this podcast is to break down the latest health topics and help clear the clutter in the messy world of nutrition and fitness. We hope to inspire, educate, and entertain all things wellness. We cut the baloney of the food shaming and focus on making healthy habits that work for you. Join us as we talk with experts in their fields on how to feel our best in our own body and mind. Hello and welcome to a solo episode uh, with me talking about fruits and vegetables. And uh, I wanted to share some inspiration and also some statistics on fruit and vegetable intake. Um, yes, we know we need to have fruits and vegetables, colorful foods. You know, the the recommendation I give a lot is half your plate fruits and vegetables, a quarter of your plate protein, and a quarter of your plate a grain or a filling fiber in that case. Um, yeah, we all know what to eat. It's just how do you flavor it? How do you make it taste good? How do you make it accessible, easy, and so much more? So let me share some of the statistics that my intern uh, researched on fruit and vegetable intake. Okay, so this comes from Healthy People 2020, which is from the CDC site on nutrition and weight status. Okay, Here we go. One in 10 U.S. adults eat the recommended amount of fruits and vegetables each day. Did you hear that? One in 10. That's not very good. (laughs) Let's talk about kids. One in 10 American children ages 2 through 17 don't consume fruit or vegetables at all on a daily basis. (sighs) Mouth drop, right? And then... Obviously, we have to take in considerations on the factors that affect these dietary patterns related to fruit and vegetable intake. Okay. The availability of food. Yes. Community resources. Yes. Public transit, sidewalk, access to grocery stores. Yes. That makes sense. Okay. So as a whole, we are not doing a very good job in getting those fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, whether it's kids or adults, more colorful foods. Um, From the USDA on fruit and vegetable consumption, looking ahead to 2020, this is from USDA.gov, income uh is found to directly affect fruit and vegetable consumption. And it also affects eating out and dietary knowledge. If you're eating out, you're probably not eating as many fruits and vegetables because when we eat out, what do we get? Hamburgers and fries or chicken nuggets and fries or something simple. From the CDC, this comes from the products data brief number 397, February 2021. More than two thirds, approximately 67.3% of adults ages 20 and over consumed any fruit or vegetable on a given day. And fruit consumption was higher among women, about 70%, compared with men, which is about 64%. We like our fruit. And fruit, oh, sometimes I feel fruit 
gets a bad rap, especially with the keto diet and carbs. People are scared of the natural sugars in fruits and may step away from them because of that fear. So the percentage of adults who consumed any fruit on a given day decreased from 77% in the year 1999 to 2000 to 64.9% in the year of 2017 and 18. So you can see, I'm going to say that decrease is maybe from the keto diet, the Atkins diet, uh, all those new hot topics of carbs being the bad guy. Would you say? Maybe. Um, I think it's crazy sometimes when I hear like a kid's show uh, comment on the carbs being the culprit of making someone bigger on there. And even my daughters would say, jokingly, oh, it's the carbs. And I'm like, how do you know that stuff? Because when I was growing up, it was... It's the fat making us fat. And everything was fat-free um, where we saw it on cookies to chips. Remember Olestra? <laughs> now I'm getting off on a tangent. And my favorite cookie were the Snackwells cookies because they said fat-free. Mm, I love those vanilla little wafer cookies. Um, let's get back to more stats from the CDC. The Dietary Guidelines for Americans, this is taken from 2015 to 2020, suggest... Fruits and vegetables are sources of many essential nutrients such as vitamins, minerals, fiber, and consumption associated with decreased risk to chronic disease. Yes. Um, so why is it so hard to increase our consumption and decrease our risk for chronic disease? Hmm. We'll get into more of that later. I have a couple more on the dietary guidelines uh, for Americans. So about three-fourths of the population has an eating pattern that is low in vegetables, fruits, dairy, and oils. Hmm, what are they eating? <laughs> when we talk about what is a serving, for most vegetables, a serving is equal to the amount that can fill one cup, okay? Think of like a fist or a handful. Uh, but once, But when you think of leafy greens like spinach or lettuce, that's usually about two cups, so two handfuls. And an eight ounces of a vegetable or tomato juice also counts as one serving. So let's talk. How much do we need? Uh, depending upon the age groups. For kids and teens ages 9 to 13, the recommended daily amount of vegetables is at least two cups. Research shows that boys tend to eat fewer vegetables and fruits than girls. So teenage girls should eat at least two and a half cups of vegetables every day. Teenage boys should consume at least three cups of vegetables per day. Now on to the next group. For people ages 19 to 30, the recommended daily amount of vegetables is the same as for teens, but at least three cups a day for men and two cups for women. And that seems to be a general consumption or recommendation Um for adults, uh, as with younger people, sometimes vegetables and fruit may not be quick and easy as we're busy, but there are some simple ways to add in the fruits and vegetables 
when you're rushed and you don't have enough time, like smoothies or salad kits or pre-cut vegetables from the grocery store that you can just simply add to your one-pot dish, whether it be stir-fries or salads or other main dishes for the meal. So, yes, we know that we need to eat fruits and vegetables. We need to add more colors to our plate. But let's talk about some simple, easy ways to get in those fruits and vegetables each and every day. And as we come into the summer season, it gets easier because we can grill, the fruit is in season, it tastes good. Um, but I'm going to share with you just a couple of tips that I probably have said here before, but let's share again. <laughs> For vegetables, uh, I have a vegetable container that has four little sections in it, and that is our fresh vegetable tray. It makes it easy when I don't have a vegetable to offer for a meal. And it is a lifesaver when I'm making lunches. I bring that out and fill the lunch containers right from there. Um, as we get into summer, make a fruit tray, right? It's easy to eat the fruits that are in season when they taste good. When you can just open something, open a container out of the fridge and eat. These are kind of no-brainers, okay? But there are some other vegetables that maybe you have not tried yet, like um, roasted broccoli in the air fryer or roasted Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. Those two are fantastic. They get like this lightly nutty flavor. Same with your kale chips. You can make your own kale chips or like a buffalo chicken type of cauliflower. Season it up, place in the air fryer. The beauty of the air fryer is that it does not take very long, less than 15 minutes. I mean, generally my broccoli will take about seven to eight minutes. And if I'm making kale chips, ooh, you better watch it. It's like five minutes. Now, the downside to making vegetables in the air fryer is, I'm gonna be honest, the house doesn't smell good. I'm so sorry. Kind of smells like toots. But um, <laughs> if we enjoy eating that, I guess I'll open up the windows and put and uh, have a candle, right? Just the other day, I was making roasted broccoli because my fresh broccoli in my container was going, it needed to be eaten ASAP. It was not looking good. But it still had probably one more day left. So I put it in the air fryer. I sprayed it with a non-aerosol cooking spray, top it with everything, bagel seasoning. Um, and if you get fancy, a dash of lemon juice is really good on that too. But I didn't do that. And my husband comes into the dining room and he's like, oh, what is that smell? And I'm like, oh, I'm cooking broccoli. And I was like, what? It's not a big deal. And then I took the dog for a walk came back in the house and I'm like, oh man, I get you on that smell now. <laughs> oh, why is something so good for us not smell very well when I cook it? So if you have any tips and tricks for making, for not making uh, roasted vegetables in the air fryer, sting up the whole house, let me know. <laughs> oh, too funny. Um, I have also heard radishes are phenomenal in the air fryer. I have yet to try that, though. Um, so, yeah, just some different ways. Now, 
10 years ago, I feel like there was a big thing for hiding vegetables in different meals. And now, yeah, that's, I've kind of gone away from that. And that's probably not what you want to teach your kids that mom always hides vegetables in brownies or chocolate cupcakes or whatever it may be. You're not going to be sending them brownies when they're in college so they make sure they eat their vegetables. No, they want to eat these colorful foods each and every day. So, uh, but I will say it is still nice to add a boost of nutrients um, in your dishes. And with that, what I'm going by is maybe it's cauliflower rice plus brown rice, like add the two together. Or maybe it's adding chopped zucchini in your spaghetti and just a little extra added boost. Because there are days, even for myself, and I know for my kids, where it gets hard trying to get into those two to three cups of servings that is needed. And when we look at increasing that vegetable intake, there are a lot of nice frozen vegetable items out there that maybe it's broccoli tots or sweet potato tots or frozen pastas with vegetables included in the package. Uh, I do feel now products are becoming easier for the consumer to eat healthier. Um, Going on the fresh side real quick, I want to point out um, we have so many salad kits out there that you can pick and choose from that. But also here are a couple more that you may want to think about adding to your fresh vegetable tray like jicama. Jicama is a cross between a potato and an apple. Jicama is a root vegetable and you can find it probably near like your potatoes in the grocery section. Um, It's a little bit harder to cut, so you have to peel it and then slice. I have even seen at Trader Joe's pre-cut jicama, and I have yet to try some um, sliced jicama that almost look like a little mini pizza crust. Can't wait to try that out. Other fresh vegetables, mini cucumbers, English cucumbers, those have a thinner skin and usually are seedless, so makes it easier to eat. Okay, so we we want that skin because it provides so many antioxidants and fiber within that cucumber. Mini sweet peppers are a fantastic one to add to the fresh vegetable tray. Uh, Sugar snap peas are a fun one. And any bag of pre-cut vegetables goes really nice and easy to that vegetable container. And don't be afraid to dip because by adding a little fat to your vegetables, you actually can absorb the nutrients better. Woo! Um, some great nutritional studies from Iowa State regarding that information. Yay. So remember, those canned and frozen fruits and vegetables are picked at their prime in nutrition. So never overlook the frozen and canned fruit or vegetable options. Now, when I say that, I also want to make a note of adding frozen fruits to your meal. Slightly thawed. Um, I really enjoy that. I will do some slightly thawed berries right on the kids' plate for dinner. Or we do some mango chunks. Or we do some frozen dark cherries that are really good. And I usually will have a stocked variety of fruits. 
And a lot of the times, I do a quick sorbet in the food processor, or you could do in the blender maybe. Um, it's almost like a smoothie bowl. So think of that, the texture within there. I do four cups of frozen fruit to two bananas and add a little liquid if needed. We're talking maybe like one to two tablespoons, whatever your uh, consistency that you like within there. Um, my kids love that. We've done frozen mango and we've also done the frozen cherries. Those are our two favorites for making the frozen sorbet. I also forgot to add in there slightly thawed peas and corn. Even do great on the kids' dinner plate too. Now, we're saying this with non-toddlers, okay? Uh, I would be make sure that frozen fruits or vegetables are not a choking hazard. And we know smoothies. Smoothies do such a great job in getting in a bunch of fruits and vegetables at a time. So whether you use some leafy greens or some cauliflower crumbles in your smoothies to add a boost for your vegetables within there and add that fruit with it, a sweetener and any liquid that you may like. Okay, all very simple and easy ways that you probably are already doing or maybe just need to freshen up on having these items available. Okay, so the goal for this month is to increase our fruits and vegetable intake. Every Monday and Tuesday, I provide a color your plate post. We feature a new fruit or vegetable and I will have many different recipes that go along in there to help increase this because we all know that fruits and vegetables are good for us and let's just find some more ways that we can enjoy them that is it for this solo episode it's an inspirational info type of episode for today we will be back next week with more fantastic interviews oh my gosh i cannot wait to share i have some phenomenal ones. So stay tuned for more upcoming episodes on the Daily Dietitian Podcast.